0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to episode one of Pretty Fly for a Senpai. I'm Shark Wellington.
1: I'm Hero19X.
0: And I'm Time Muffin. And this episode we are talking about Bacano.
1: Flying pussyfoot. The flying pussyfoot. <laughs> the flying pussyfoot, bro. Uh, so <laughs> continue.
0: <laughs> Hero kind of really, um, I think, put it into a good sort of package that, like, there's a lot going on in the intro. And I feel like it kind of, in a way, prepares you for the fact that you're about to get blasted by a lot of info at once. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: It does. I really appreciated the fact that in the intro, they remind you of
3: everybody's name because like, there's a million of these guys yep like, there are way too many people i that was my thing it's like <laughs> it's like Cheslaw. we'll just go with ches and he like appears in like the first two episodes and then he just disappears for like until like the last three right there are there are like
0: some characters that just kind of are there for a moment and i get the feeling that maybe they were bigger characters in the books yep and maybe they just wanted to drop the name and say, hey, we know this character exists, but hey, sorry, we've also got to cover the everything. Mm -hmm. I kind of even forgot, like, looking back at, like, the first episode. Remember
3: those two characters at the very start? Which ones? The the girl. Oh, the framing device that I thought was going to be present throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that one. Yeah, the way they set it up and then they just leave it...
0: (laughs) 127 points. Out of how many? Yeah. He
1: yeah. <laughs> got 582 points. Okay. <laughs> and you n- never see him again after the first episode. Just disappear. You never see them again. Yeah. They're just gone. I'm just like, what was the point? What was the point? <laughs> uh wh- What
0: were your thoughts on like the intro, Muffin?
3: My thoughts, it, it was a lot of <laughs> info, a funny story. So we were, when Chez gets his face blown off... In like the latter portions of the of the series, like I showed my wife, I'm like, "Whoa, this this anime is pretty pretty messed up." And then like later during the actual thing, like during the scene when she gets uh, Ches gets annihilated, she turned over and was like, "Is this just is this just an <laughs> anime of that kid getting his head blown off over and over again?" I'm very confused. <laughs> but like, it's interesting that they go. Like, they almost tell the end of the story. It is almost like a memento kind of thing where they tell the end of the story and they kind of almost work their way back in like a really weird way. Mm. Like, I, to the point where I guess my one criticism is the story, I didn't quite like it was complicated, but if I would have known like from the start, it's like this is how the story of how all these people became immortal. I would have been like, cool. And all these people who are immortal interacting with each other, I've been like, oh, OK, got it. But they just kind of like
0: <laughs> they 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 really um, hold a lot of information back. Mm-hmm. They they kind of hop from like mystery to mystery. Like, who is this? Who is that? You know, a few red herrings sprinkled in here and there. Mm
2: hmm.
3: Yeah, there are a lot of red herrings, like the whole rail, the the, the whole rail tracer arc. I was like, I, who is this? I don't understand. Is it this guy? This guy's got a weird thing on his face. Maybe it's him. He's got to have a weird thing on his face for some reason that will probably be told to me at some point. Well, OK,
0: so uh, <laughs> I mean, did you kind of did you kind of catch the reasoning? Like you're talking about um, Jacuzzi's face tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, They they do sort of um allude to why he did it. Actually, I feel kind of bad because I told you guys like you didn't have to watch the special episodes at all. And they do touch on it a little bit in the special episodes. The way that niece looks, you know, like she she messed with explosives. She blew like one blew up in her face and like she lost her eye that way. And she felt bad about how she looked. And so Jacuzzi got that tattoo on his face.
1: Oh, yeah, that's cute.
0: Adorable. I love Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi's amazing. Like my only complaint, like this and it's a common complaint for this whole anime is that each character
3: needs more time than they were given. I literally have a line in here it says jacuzzi. <laughs> like I like jacuzzi, but at the at the beginning I was like, Jacuzzi is such a pushover, <laughs> real cringe, bro. I, like- I will
0: say in the first few episodes, <laughs> Jacuzzi really they really grind in like that. He he cries, he's scared of stuff. Too much, I think.
3: I think so too, because he, I like in my notes multiple times. I'm like, why is he like the leader? It feels like he's the leader. Why though? I don't under, I don't see that at all. But like at the end, they're like, it seems like more like just a trust relationship thing, which I guess. I I think they've come to realize that
0: Jacuzzi, when it really really matters, can make a strong decision. Although I think they also kind of override his decision sometimes when they know that he's not in a condition to make them. <laughs> like I some sometimes they're just like, "Okay, we know you're doing the wrong thing here, so we're going to just do <laughs> the correct thing. <laughs> we'll just do it for you. Don't worry about it." Cuz like a couple times he's like, "No, I I'm, I'm ready to like get shot instead of you know, what if they weren't going to shoot me and then nobody had to die." You know, like he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, episode 1 um I, th- I think, like, the main thing to take away from, like, the very first episode is sometimes people die and their blood goes back into them and they don't actually die.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I think I took away from it. <laughs> it. was like, are all these people immortals? Which which actually the case ends up being that, like,
0: a fair amount of the main characters are not.
3: Mm-hmm. True. They really focus on the immortals in that, that first episode so much that you're like, oh, okay, so it's this battle between all of these different forces all controlled by different, different members of these, these immortals. So but mm-hmm. in reality, that's not even really the case because the whole Russo family or whatever, they're just being crazy to be crazy or whatever. <laughs> Episode two then is the one where like, they're all
0: meeting up on the train is kind of like the main uh, backdrop of that one. Um, Jacuzzi is there. Um, there's like this old woman who is, um, getting like mystical vibes or something about like something bad's gonna happen on the train.
3: Do you remember that little? That was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just there. Yeah, it was at the very start. The title of the episodes I really liked too, by the way. I, I took notes of all the different titles of the episodes. They're so good. Like the episode two is Setting the Old Woman's Qualms Aside, The Flying Pussyfoot Departs. <laughs> like it's so good. Just how like wordy and like it just sets the tone for the whole episode that's just on all of them throughout the whole thing
0: i think my favorite bit this episode in particular is the conductors are all talking the the younger red haired one he's like tony to, like he he leans in the violin start tony tony listen i love you you're, you're like a father figure to me. And Tony's like, nah, kid, I'm retiring next week. I got to go and live my entire life, okay? This is
3: my last train ride.
0: <laughs> he's like, Tony, you beautiful man. I will visit you in 20 years when you're sitting on your porch with your grandchildren. <laughs> it's like, nah, man. I'm gonna be on my yacht <laughs> she, It's like, see you later. I'm going off to to who knows. I just want to live. I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw all my cares away. See you later. <laughs> just <laughs> just die. Like,
3: I'm sorry. That was the most stereotypical. That was the most stereotypical exchange. The old ah, shit goes down on the day of my retirement trope. Dang it. <laughs> getting too old for this shit i did not remember the fact that he specifically
0: talks about oh kid i gotta i'm retiring okay you're the you gotta you gotta have the
3: mantle so good (laughs) also they go into like isaac and miria's like gold mining like (laughs) like in a cave for like months and months like a year and a half they're just in a cave digging for gold (laughs) they're trying to steal it from the cave We're stealing from the earth, you see. (laughs) I love Isaac and Miriam. They're so good. It it really was
0: a great kind of intro on like how they kind of how their energy sort of is. Like they're never really um put out about anything at all. Like at one point I think Miri is like, Isaac, haven't we been digging for like six months and found nothing at all? (laughs) It's like, not to worry, (laughs) Miriam. We are just on the edge of gold. I can feel it. That's right. Like she, they kind of don't have their own opinions. Like so here's here's my here's here's how I feel they interact. They are a human embodiment of yes and. Oh, they totally are. No matter what they say to one another, the other one is like that's right, and because of that, I think this. And then the next one's like of course. And and they just do that until it's this runaway idea that they've got
3: bouncing off each other that makes no sense. I'm strong. Yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I love how they just like, yeah, Miriam mostly just repeats whatever Isaac says when they're like acting. Yeah. But, but like, I
0: don't feel at the same time that he's like trying to control what she thinks. I think it's just that she likes to be along for the ride, kind of like a puppy, just like. Yeah. Yes,
3: absolutely. I agree. They're just so happy and even when like shit is wild they're just like so cheerful and trying to just make everybody happy, eh? I love it.
1: I just got so like Team Rocket vibes from them and, and I love how when like <laughs> totally. like they, they just decide what costumes they're going to wear for for what they what heist they want to do and it's just ah oh, it's just so good. I lo- they're probably like my favorite characters in this anime so far.
3: 100%. Out, out of the costumes that you saw what were your favorites? I'm torn between the mummy and the like epilogue, like hippie child get up they had, in, like the post credits.
1: I really liked the one where where Isaac was wearing like the uh, the tuxedo and like the samurai helmet, and he was trying to act like a Power Ranger in his swords. I thought that was pretty pog. I liked that a lot. But the the opening was pretty sick with the uh, the Santa Claus and the the jack o' lantern.
0: I think my couple of favorites where they were kind of going through their um the different costumes that they'd gone and uh there was like a photograph of them dressed as like Charlie Chaplin I think and there was another one where they were like uh where they were baseball players and like they smacked the gangsters with their baseball bats yes and it was like home run
3: clapping just in the clubbing background. people <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how later they're like There's, like, an FBI investigator, like, in front of a police force, like, everybody thought that these people were just actors, so nobody thought to call the police. (laughs) When in reality, they were all stealing things the whole time. This is very serious. (laughs) They stole the door to a museum.
0: (laughs) I think that kind of is, like, the perfect kind of embodiment, though, of, like, they're just like, we're here, and we were planning to steal probably something valuable but we can't get in so we'll just steal the door <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're unflappable they're like <laughs> the way that they describe the stuff too is like so like it's like conceptual like they're like we're the thieves of time itself it's like no you just stole a bunch of watches but you know we stole time <laughs> itself we'll go with that we'll go- <laughs> we have stolen from the earth maria yeah what what better way to steal than to steal from the earth itself <laughs> Love it. God, I love them. Yeah, you get, you get their whole... They're kind of like pre... I think that might be their backstory. It might be the beginning of their story. The mining thing? Or no, that was after, because they got a letter from Ennis. Is it... I watched the dub, just to, for the record. I swear the way that Isaac pronounced it was like
0: Ennis, but I don't know if he was saying it incorrectly. <laughs> uh, I don't think... So. I'm going to assume
3: he was saying it right. I don't know. I call... I, I think Ennis... <laughs> I'll take Ennis over Anus. (laughs) 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 The mining happened
0: like after the gangster party. Because that's when they met Ennis. Ah, we're
3: like unraveling it as we go. (laughs) Because there's like because there's like the four or five different like threads Mm. that all link up, but they all they jump back and forth between the threads. Like all the, the threads are laid parallel. And they would just go up a little bit and then jump over to a different thread and go down that and then jump back to a different one. Man, to like <laughs>
0: try to get back on to like the, I guess to kind of stay on like the plot line. Um, so they've gotten on the train and Jacuzzi and Isaac and Miria and I think Cheslaw is at that table too. Uh, Like they're all talking and Isaac tells the story of the rail tracer, which ends up being like a sort of overarching entity throughout like the story when um, basically the way it goes is the rail tracer will make all the passengers in a train like disappear one by one until eventually the train is empty and the train itself disappears off the tracks and here's the twist is the reason that it chooses a train is because someone on the train told a story about it which is like the you know the you know it's you know it's very clearly yeah it's very clearly like a ghost story you know but like um jacuzzi just like believes it with every fiber of his being which ends up kind of being hilariously ironic later <laughs> they like end the story with like well well there is one way to uh stop the rail tracer and jacuzzi's like what's that and they're like i forget <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's right. They're like,
0: I don't know. How do we stuff it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sets up emotion because, like, uh, as time's going on, like, there's, like, two rival factions planning to, like, take over the train. And I guess it kind of gives Jacuzzi a reason to run out of that main dining area um, and to not be there um, when when they come together and fight.
3: The end of this episode is where you start getting like the real like, oh, this there's some wild, wild stuff's about to happen. And it's a bit
0: it's a bit tricky, kind of like untangling all the different entities on the train. But like uh, the, the main ones are like the black suit guys are followers
3: of Lord Huey, Lord Huey. They're talking about being, these are going to be the ghosts of our ancestors or some, there's some wild, like real cult stuff going on in their speeches.
0: Anyways, uh, the, the black suited guys are for Lord Huey. Uh, the white suited guys are for the Russo family, I believe. Yeah. Lad Russo is like the leader.
3: Psychotic assassin basically is who Lad is.
0: Lad that is wild. But he's he's at least kind of like a fun, interesting kind of take on it. Like his his thing is he doesn't like to kill people who think they are going to die. Like his mantra is uh, like he just, he just loves killing people who don't think that they will die. Like he faces off against someone and he sees like, you know, like a look in their eyes like, oh, this person thinks they're going to kill me. Like that's his his favorite thing is to like surprise someone, I guess
1: what's your favorite lad moment there was one when when he when he went into the tr- in one of the cars and uh there was just a bunch of dead bodies around and he just pops in he's all like hey! <laughs> <laughs> he starts doing like an elvis presley type of deal and i'm just like bro he just dances on the corpses i want to like you so bad that's
3: what i was gonna say too
0: <laughs> i think uh another good one that i kind of liked was was um when stuff is like starting to go down, um, they I think they drew straws for who would get to like kick it off or something. However, like they said something like that. Like, whoever would get to go first. Uh and like they all actually wanted to be the one to do it. And lad was was sad. He's like, Oh, the other guy got it. I gotta let him be the one. You know? Um <laughs> and then like the um it, it turns out that like he goes into the dying car like the same time as the the black suit followers of Lord Huey. Are also going in to, like take over the train, and uh, like the, they they get into like a gunfight, and lad's hearing it off. This is he's like, oh, he like starts bouncing and skipping like a little kid. He's like, oh, oh, gunshots. <laughs> he
3: gets real happy. My favorite, like the thing about lad that was like the like craziest, or at least like the biggest sign of how crazy he is and how much he loves to look at corpses is like he jacuzzi runs past him because he's running away trying to warn the conductor about the rail tracer and he bumps into lad and lad goes i recognize that guy and you know he's got like he flashes to like a wanted poster and then lad hears the gunshots and goes oh oh the bodies oh they're piling up and then he like just turns around and (laughs) it's like i don't care about money i want to go look at these bodies Yeah, there are, like, multiple
0: times where he's just, like, I don't care about, like, like, the money is, like, a side thing to me, but really, I'm just here to kill people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, this job is, like, my best way to have more people to kill.
3: Yep. And he's on the train with his uh, fiance, who is also a part of his white suit gang, because they're all wearing white suits, so it's black suits, white suits, and then he's got his fiance who...
1: No one else can kill. Only he can
3: kill her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, like, weirdly masochistic about it also. It's like,
1: you could just kill me right now, lad.
3: It's like, okay.
1: Every time he says, oh, I just wish I could kill you right now. It's just like her eyes get all like, oh, oh, lad. She
3: gets all lovey-dovey.
0: Yeah, like, and that was, what was kind of interesting to me was like, you get a glimpse of them, um, like, at the end of the story and like the first episode. And I don't know how well you guys can remember that one, but it was, but it was like, I think she didn't want to be killed. After like the events on the train,
3: I remember screaming, and I like Lad's crazy like stump arm, like yeah. They didn't they didn't show like at the end what they showed
1: in whatever part of the the anime where they showed his stump arm.
3: Yeah, they kind of show it like after he like after what happens happens. He's like he's like laying there, and you kind of see it, but it's really like I had to like pause it and go back and look for it and go like. Is his hand still there? Does he have his weirdo stump arm? Does it explain to me? I want to know the lore of the stump arm. I mean, he punched through like a water tower or something. Yeah, that was like a that was like a Deku moment. I suppose he did. There was a tower there, wasn't there? Okay, never mind. I don't need I don't need it explained then. In approximately the most anime moment of the whole thing, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was literally like a Deku smash moment. It was Lua. Lua
3: Klein is his. Uh, Lua. Yep maybe she has a bigger part in the light novel like you said but like she barely she's like barely in like the last half of that anime she's like exists to show up at the end and distract lad kinda
0: yeah that's I didn't care for that as much either she's not really much of her own character um she just kind of seems like she's along for the ride mm-hmm. she felt more like a MacGuffin in a weird kind of way like like a human that is just meant to to be a plot device
3: I can see that but anyways, um, episode now on to episode three. <laughs> We're trucking right along, man. Trucking,
0: making it. Um. So episode three, Randy and Pecco, petco Pecco, Pec- are b- are busy getting ready for. The- Randy and Pecco are busy getting
3: ready for the party. I think it's Pecco. <laughs> I don't know who Randy and Pecco are. I thought I was thought it would have been explained to me, but then I was like, okay. This- don't worry about it. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't remember them either.
0: This one was a bit more um bouncing around of like the storylines.
3: Yeah, this kind of gets into like the whole Genoard family or Genoad family. And Dallas and Eve Genoad are brother and sister who like they're they're from a very rich mafia family. And Dallas is kind of like that screw up.
0: Dallas's reputation really precedes him. Like everywhere that Eve goes and talks about him.
3: Yeah. They also kind of establish the like the the information brokers as like kind of like super badass, like almost like another mafia family. Like they just trade in like information and things, and then like but like because they know so much, they're like respected and feared.
0: Yeah, that was uh, very interesting. They didn't go too much onto, like, the the Daily Days. They kind of did and they kind of didn't. I don't know.
3: They're, they are sort of their own faction, though. They are kind of their own faction, especially with, like, the blonde-haired guy, what Nicholas, I think his name was. Yeah. The sort of vibe I got was, like,
0: they kind of go at odds with the different families off and on, but I think the families also kind of realized that there was, like, a resource to all of them. So the different families would go there and be, like... All right. Well, what do you know now? <laughs> Which would probably make it very awkward if they both kind of went at the same time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Boy, lucky they got scheduled. They got schedules, man. Everybody's very punctual in nineteen thirties. Whenever this is, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna be honest that um, uh this this one like was was again a bit of a confusing episode for me because it's sort of starts doing that thing again where you're getting bits and pieces of information
3: yeah in the first like five minutes i think they make they there are four time skips i think they go from 1932 to 1931 to 1930
1: <laughs> like yes was this the episode that the the house caught on fire
3: yes yes it was
1: yeah because I, rem- I remember i put in the notes like this the like the old guy that can make the formula and i'm just like i don't even know who this old guy is
0: right you know and you know what's funny is um I think a, I think a good bit of time passes after that, that like um I kind of forgot why the fiery had even happened. Like they explain like they show the two dumb mafia dudes like, oh, whoops.
1: Yeah. Doing the magic. Yeah. Trick. like Oops. I'm just
0: going to set my I'm just going to pour gasoline on my glove
1: because <laughs> my friend did it. And, oh they're a bunch of idiots.
3: He's wearing special gloves. I think you see those guys. You know what I think about now? I realize now that those guys are like in the last couple episodes. I think they're in the last episode. Oh. They I think they light what's his name on fire.
1: Oh,
3: they were.
1: Oh my they god. Were. I think you're right. <laughs> oh my god. I just oh, realized yeah. this now. Wow, we almost the callback there. It's full circle.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all full circle. <laughs> <laughs> They very much sort
0: of um gave the different characters like preferred weapons. Mm-hmm. They really um like niece was explosives expert. I guess those those two dumb guys really liked fire. <laughs> uh the main bad guy, uh what was his name? I can't remember his quiz Quillzard? Zillard?
3: Zillard? Zillard. Zillard Quaits. was like I mean, I guess he was just kind of it is right his right hand kind of did all the talking for him <laughs> <laughs> and i'm trying to think of like uh well actually a lot of a lot of them just kind of used brute force a lot of them did like lad had a shotgun a lot of knives like chani yeah chani had the knives
0: oh yeah chani had her special knives. she's
3: such a like super duper minor character but feels like she should be like way more true right i think that must be just one of those like light novel things where she just must have a huge a lot of exposition about her that just kind of that
0: thought comes back to me a few different times when I think about like, well, this person seemed like they weren't fleshed out all that much, and it's like I they just did not have enough time. I I would be I would have been very interested to see like if they made it twice as long, what all they could fit in there. But mm-hmm. um yeah. I mean I guess it's kind of a a fine line, you know. I'd rather have it um make me want more than to be over it by the time it's done
3: don't want to over explain the world i think that i like that part about it the most is that it was all just kind of you still have a lot of questions about the world and it makes you like i want more of this world and then it kind of ends and it's like not all of the threads are kind of tied up with a neat little bow like most of them are but there's still just enough to be like it's going to taste just give me a little more Just a little more episode four lad russo enjoys talking a lot
0: and slaughtering a lot <laughs> that is oh that's the title yes yep <laughs> yeah, which I feel like is kind of. Um, I, I feel like that's kind of the episode where they they make it clear, like, um, all right, guys, we've had our fun, but we also are violent. <laughs> like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start um, with the blood fountains now, please. Yeah, it gets
3: real. <laughs> this is where it really started to go. Like, oh, this is a graphic anime. <laughs> Got it. Yeah,
0: I think that was the episode where Lad Russo walks in and. Like, those two other guys are talking to his uncle or something. Yeah. And they're, like, talking about the plan to, like, hijack the train. And he just walks in, and he just casually just slits their throats. Is like, hey, uncle. <laughs> hey, uncle.
3: Yeah. How you doing? Chokes, breaks one guy's neck, slits the other guy's throat, just goes, all right, uncle. I'm going to threaten you, and then go jump on this train. <laughs> this is kind of where you first see kind of the thing that you were talking about before. where It's like people who don't think that they ever are going to die. Like, that's where he gets his kicks. Yeah. he's like... You're my favorite kind of person to kill, uncle. It's like, oh, family ties don't matter to him at all. Nope. No,
0: he's he's kind of this uh, chaotic entity that, like, he, yeah, like, really, his only focus is to kill people. Mm -hmm. And none of them really seem particularly concerned about whether or not they'll die in the process. Like, there's a few different times where, like, um, people that he um, came with just you know like they're they're about to die and they just start laughing because at least they get to kill a couple of people while they're dying or whatever
3: mm-hmm.
1: they all like they all have like that taste of bloodlust yeah
3: we're also kind of introduced to like god i forgot his name already the the big the big bad zillard zillard good lord in his like crazy underground like society of wanna wannabe immortal men yes you'd think that like Whoever built all these buildings would like there's got to be a contractor somewhere that knows about all these secret rooms and like (laughs) speakeasies and stuff because there's like a giant ballroom underneath like just a plain old Italian restaurant or whatever. It's it's
0: wild to me the number of things that had to fall into place exactly for this story to happen like in retrospect like those those two mafia dudes actually set that building on fire as um who is the guy that was making it barnes his name was barnes yeah barnes barnes Barnes. yep yep yeah barnes finishes it barnes finishes the life elixir as the fire starts he can only take two i don't know why he
1: could have fit more
3: inside that i only grabbed two there were so many more bottles you could have grabbed only two only two
0: Are you kidding
3: me? Like, this is the freaking elixir of life.
0: I am I am going to break my back because I have the elixir of life. Drink some of it. It. Uh, you, you, it's fire can't kill you. <laughs> what? Why are you running? You're immortal now. And you know he took some because he comes back to life later. Why was he running from the fire?
3: Yeah, that's one of the things. And then, like, it's weird. So, like, that fire happens at the same time that, like, Firo and Miza like Mir- Miza's buying Firo a hat or whatever for his like induction ceremony. And they bump into Isaac and Miria on their way into the hat place as like Ennis is <laughs> being sent to check on Barnes. It's <laughs> like all of these people are just like everything just had to work out just perfectly. It's funny. Like the three
0: overarching stories, um, you know, like I would say, like the seventeen eleven, um, the the story on the train, and I guess like the big party. I guess I'll call it.
3: I don't know. I call it the Dallas arc, maybe, because it's kind of all about Dallas Genoard in one way or another. But
0: they all end up happening within a day, or like you know, or an afternoon, or so. Like it's it's wild how how much stuff they kind of put in the same place, and yet it does sort of click when you finally have all the pieces anyways.
3: I think that's the thing is like, so I didn't, we didn't know who Dallas was at this point, We're like, okay, you're like, okay, Dallas beats up Mr. Barnes and takes the two, the box that has the two bottles of the elixir of life in it Mm -hmm. at this point. And I'm like, Oh, looking back on it now, like that makes way more sense. Like, (laughs) like I know they did the flashbacks and everything, but I'm like, okay, got it. He trying to, Get in with this other mob family. Oh, I get it now. I understand. But yeah, no. At the time, you're just like, these guys are jerks, and they're beating up this old man for a box. Mm. <laughs> for a box.
0: Don't know what's in the box. What's
3: in the, the, the
0: box? Bo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. um,
0: all right. Episode five. Japu- uh, Japuzi. <laughs> Japuzi. <laughs> <laughs> Splot cries. Does J- koozie Splot cries, gets scared, and musters reckless valor. Um, This is the one where they kind of do a little bit of backstory on, like, uh, it starts with, um, like, three gangsters got a jacuzzi, like, cornered in an alleyway. Um, And he's just kind of, like, begging them, like, guys,
3: nobody has to die here.
0: And it's kind of funny because he's actually more talking about you guys don't have to die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I don't really, I really don't want to have to kill you guys. I really don't
0: want to have to kill you. And then, like, uh, big dude just like grabs the pistol and just crumples
3: it (laughs) also props that voice jacuzzi's voice actor like boy i don't Mm. oh my god those days must have been brutal (laughs) dude yeah he like does this weird kind of (laughs) he's like raspy and squeaky and whiny and it's just oh my god (laughs) yeah very whiny (laughs) a good
1: majority of the time when you see him he's always crying so i mean it must have been hard
0: It's a nervous
2: condition. It's a nervous condition. <laughs> <laughs> you big jerks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. They, I remember that they were like, "Oh man, you know, this guy's really just—he's <laughs> really making this awkward." You know, kill him, crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <this." laughs> like,
3: hey, kid, you're crying's please, annoying us. Please stop. I almost feel bad for having to kill you right now. <laughs> So basically, yeah, the big, the big, big dude. Who I, I, does he even have a name? I don't remember him getting named. I just called him ogre. I'm not sure. I just called him ogre and the the blonde haired guy vomit man in my. Uh, I think the blonde haired guy was Nick.
1: The blonde haired guy is named Nick. He's in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't. I really don't remember the big dude having a name.
3: I think they said it once, but I was too like. I remember it being him being referred to as like an actual name, but yeah, no, yeah. So then it kind of like establishes those four is kind of what is like the gang. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why is Jacuzzi the leader of this? Because he seems like the least t- together out of all of them. <laughs> and then, yeah, they come around to it later. And then it kind of goes back, goes back to like the crazy, like underground weirdo society with Zillard, where barnes has ennis we're introduced i think more to ennis like formally and that she is a homunculus
1: bro i was like full amount alchemist up in here yeah
3: they don't go much into that one
0: they kind of, it kind of felt like that was an added thing like i agree like I, I, it, it it does seem like there was again additional information that we didn't get but there was never anything mentioned about like like w- when they were doing the summoning on the ship. They like they don't mention no anything <laughs> about like making a homunculus. It's
3: a big it's a big leap like logically.
1: They talked about it in the anime at some point about like alchemy and stuff, but no you never see anyone try to perform alchemy or anything crazy like that. So it's like like how you guys are saying I think it was just probably just like
3: sprinkled in there. you are like, "Hey, by the way, we read the source material. There's alchemy in here."
0: <laughs> and, and and apparently he was also able to just with a thought just kill his hum- homunculuses.
3: Homunculi. <laughs> <laughs> there was a part
0: also where <laughs> he's like, Oh, all my homunculuses eventually turn on me. And I'm like, Do you think maybe there's a reason for that,
2: dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: True. <laughs> What's the common denominator here, sir? It reminds me of like a comic or something that I read where like some guys are like, so a lot of time travelers keep trying trying to come back and kill Hitler. Do we should we be concerned?
2: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's great. You know, it's
0: it's like not reading the hints that maybe you're the bad guy here.
3: Yeah. Don't not reading the tea leaves on that whole deal. <laughs> like you
0: literally have created a being to not have emotions and you are so awful of a person that you create within them a negative emotion towards you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Also having watched the dub and having also watched the dub of FMA Brotherhood fairly recently, like Cheslaw is Alphonse and mm-hmm. the like other conductor, the like gray haired conductor who goes all crazy is the voice of like Fuhrer Bradley.
1: <laughs> yes, dude. I was just like bro. And I was
3: like, oh, homunculi and Fuhrer Bradley's here. That's wild. Dude,
1: what that what the uh one of the one of the thugs he's is the voice actor of Hercule from Dragon Ball Z. and I'm just like, bro, Hercule's out here being a thug
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm glad that you guys can make all those connections. yeah, because I don't I don't have the pedigree yet. <laughs> we'll get you there. We'll get you there. And I think this this is also kind of the scene where like it's established that like the the dude can eat people with his hand.
1: I was just like, bro, are you absorbing people like freaking cell? I'm just like, what is happening right now? Which,
0: which to me kind of felt like the monkey's paw to the whole thing. Um, like a, a big, a big kind of issue with the, with the elixir is that it doesn't really feel like it has a downside, but I feel like the inherent kind of downside is like none of the people who became immortal are like ever comfortable, like with each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause they're always like in, in an instant, I could kill you, you know? And I think they're Mm -hmm. even like, even though we're really close people, you know, like, like I think even people who are like very close to one another, they're just like, sorry, cannot be near you because I can't deal with the thought of dying instantly. Just, you know, cause you, if, cause someone else felt like it.
3: Hell, even on like the first day, like in that back in like the 1700s, they're already like turning on each other. Like the very first day that they all have the power. Well, it was, that was, uh, the first day was, uh... It was mostly
1: Zillard. Yeah, Zillard. He was the one who was just out here being a creeper. Like, just, like, he looked like he was crawling around like a lizard. That's right! (laughs) Zillard was already not okay,
0: All right, He really wasn't. Zillard was not okay from the (laughs) get-go. Like... (laughs) I remember the one scene where, um... Well, so, like, Miza gets, like, all the knowledge of how to like make the elixir and he's like this is not knowledge that people should have Mm -hmm. and zillard is like you can't just keep that to yourself and then like Miza makes a very clear inspiring speech that i can't remember any of but like everybody stands (laughs) up and like slow claps him and we're like we agree we love you so much Miza." and zillard's like every single person's an idiot except for me Like (laughs) it's like dude take a hint yeah like come on he doesn't understand like, how awful a person he is, I think. Bro,
3: read the room. <laughs> He's like, why don't people like me? Yeah, and then Huey's off in the corner like, I'm just a, I'm just an observer. Yeah. Chilling. I'm a watch. I like to watch.
0: There was also, like, uh, Cheslaw. Mm-hmm. I think Cheslaw was there for, like, a frame.
3: He mm-hmm. was. He was there with, like, a dude dressed as a lady. I'm, I'm a, I was a little fuzzy on that whole deal. Like... He gets more into it later, but like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, he he was definitely on the ship, and I was wondering whether or not you guys had caught that or
0: not, because I think at that point we'd only seen Cheslaw a couple times, and they hadn't revealed that he was an immortal, so I didn't know if you guys would have caught that or not.
3: I think I I remember in like episode two he said, "Why did I give him my real name to like yep. someone?" And I guess that's one of the rules. That was well that was
0: something that was kind of lost in translation. I feel like the the literal thing that they had the um the devil say on the Advena Avis, he says you must use your real name am- amongst each other or it will be lost forever or something like that. From yeah. what I understand the rule basically was you just can't lie about your name around each other. That was it. Mm. Like so so he was like, "Oh, why can't I why why am I using my real name instead of a fake one right now?" And so he'd like specifically try to give fake names to people on the train to see if he could.
3: Mm, I gotcha.
0: That was like his little test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're on episode 6. We kind of we kind of jumped we jumped ahead a little bit cuz uh episode 7 is the one with the boat. But you know what, if the anime can do it, I can do it too. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> The anime loves to do that.
1: Yeah. So I was going to say too, in episode 5 we got to see the uh the spooky smoke. that took the uh, the uh, the black suit. Two black sp- suit guys. Right. The oh,
3: yep. The ra- the yeah. The rail tracer.
1: The rail tracer.
3: They really do a good job of making it look like it was a real monster at that point. <laughs> yes, and that's and that's a little bit of what I take
0: issue with because we have basically like in getting familiar with this anime, it's told us there are supernatural things going on here, and so we're like, okay. Here is an, yet another supernatural thing. And and they add, like, supernatural effects to it. it it's it's not, a, like, you know, it's not a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry to, yeah. like, get ahead of again. But, like, that's what bugs me is there's no explanation for, like, they put, like, smoke around and stuff. And, like, you know, he fills up a room with smoke or something. It's, like, that's not, you know, I, I'd like to have seen what literally happened, I suppose.
3: Mm-hmm. Instead of just what I'm get, I'd imagine yeah, it probably is something like what's going on inside this dude's head as he like sees his friend get like yanked out of the window of the train, maybe, maybe, maybe it was like an unreliable narrator kind of thing. Maybe, yeah, that's that's like my best guess on that whole deal. But yeah, no, this is the first time you really get like a good look at it as like the rail tracer.
0: Episode six is where. Uh, Cheslaw and his sister move out of the main rail car. Um, Cheslaw kind of hides his sister and then she just is kind of not really there for like the rest of the series. Was that the senator's daughter? Yeah. Like, and Cheslaw is like his adopted son or something. Oh, see, I didn't catch that part, I guess. I didn't, I didn't catch that, that nugget. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe Cheslaw was just his friend or just his daughter's friend. Yeah. Who knows? But it seemed, it seemed like they were acting like siblings was the the vibe I got. Okay. But um he kind of drops her off in a closet where she gets discovered and then saved and then I don't think she shows up ever again.
3: She shows up slightly later when she like meets back up with her mom when like I think Chane murders the creepy creeper that was creeping on the little girl. Yep. And then they
1: bring him to her uh, to her mom and then they're they're both held hostage.
3: Yeah, she gets discovered and yeah, this is the part. This is, I think, this is the part where like Jacuzzi and Lad. It cuts back to them, and this is the part where Jacuzzi bumps into Lad, and you're like, wow, Lad really loves to look at corpses more than he likes, you know, collecting bounties. It's a bit ambiguous, kind of what happened, because from what we had understood
0: was that there were some planted Russo family guys in the conductor car, mm-hmm. and yet for some reason those are those bodies are there. Russo gets there he's like, "Oh, hey, wait, those are our guys."
3: Yeah. <laughs> cuz oh no, how are you going to tell me what happened when you don't have a face? Oh, <laughs> this poor guy.
0: That was that was Dune. I specifically remember that one just cuz I was kind of like, that's an odd name. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever met anyone called Dune. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. But And then I th- Yeah, I think I think I think that's the first part that I would consider to call torture porn.
3: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it got it was a very it was a very detailed drawing of what the inside of a face would look like if there was nothing in it. Like, they literally have a splashing sound Oh, when they are walking they in their love, roof. They love their squishy splashing noises when people are being dismembered.
0: Which is funny because, like, I had, like, a bloody nose the other day, and I thought about the fact that, like, blood coagulates and stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it not yeah, puddle the way that, like, in this movie, there's... <laughs> Yeah, every time there's blood anywhere, it's just, yeah, it's like... It's
0: odd consistency in this series, but it's essentially Mm Kool-Aid.
3: Oh, yeah. And then, Shark, I actually think you're right. At the end of this episode, I think we learn who the Rail Tracer is. Okay, then. Thank goodness, because I just about... Well, no. This is where we hear of of their name. Okay. And this is the first time he is referenced as Vino, but we don't have a link between the two yet.
0: Yeah, like, they tell us, like, the... He has a history in, like, the circus, mm-hmm. which is yes. where he has a lot of, like, his acrobatic skill from. Yep.
1: Bro, when he kicked that gun out of out of that dude's hand, I'm like, what? Where did His his yes, leg move? Like, the
0: framing was so good on that shot, yeah. too. I remember specifically what I thought was, like, the first two frames, you don't see what has happened. So it, like, shows him with a gun to the other guy's face. The gun tips up, and then it zooms out a little bit, and just, like, the gun tips up. And then it zooms out further. And it's just the dude standing mm-hmm. straight upwards. And he's his leg just goes, whoop. Yep. He just does like a split. <laughs> <just like>, yeah.
1: <laughs> Who does that?
0: Like, uh there's there's a lot of like I th- I think that's what I really appreciate also is that like these characters are able to do crazy things. And sometimes the laws of physics do get bent a little bit, but I think what I appreciate is like, there's a little bit of realism in the fact that like that guy could just do a split. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like he's just a guy who could do a split standing up. That's his, that's a superpower.
3: Yep. This <laughs> yeah. is also the episode where like the Runerata family kidnaps Eve Genoard to yep. like pull Dallas out of hiding to get to dallas and this is where there's a guy who's eating peanuts who i have referred to henceforth as cockatoo man because the box <laughs> that he's eating out of says cockatoo on it <laughs> those peanuts were like laced or something he was so chill he was so chill i know why i they there's a very subtle reference later cockatoo man works for the information brokers he shows oh. up he's like when when the lady in fatigues what's her name rachel is like telling her story dude just walks in and like takes her like tea and like walks out of the room with it and that's like i do remember that. that's the only time you see him like so he was like the plant yep yep so he was planted there and like he helps out so yeah later in a later episode it makes sense because he basically like pretends that eve tied him up so she could escape He's like sitting there with like rope around him, and the rope yep. like falls off of him, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, let me just tighten it back up <laughs> a little yeah. bit." He's like, oh. "I remember that." <laughs> oh man,
1: I think this is the episode two where uh, they eject uh, Dallas with the the elixir. Yeah, stuff. yeah. They
0: they don't they don't off the bat explain exactly what has happened. I think like um I think he mentions that it's not the the perfect elixir.
1: No, that's the one where he gets Tegan and grow old. Yeah,
0: they can't die, but they can grow old or something like that. And I don't know if like they can die when they get old. No, they just live forever, and they're just a-
3: awful. <laughs> oh. You're gonna turn into like that little worm from SpongeBob. What are sailing. chocolate? <laughs> are they this is also where Ennis meets <laughs> Isaac and Miria for the first time because Dallas is harassing them for some reason i can't remember i don't remember the specifics
0: yeah 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 yeah. like uh they bump into him or something and they're like hey watch yourself and he's like, yeah watch yourself yeah and then and then they just start getting their butts kicked and uh ennis just comes and knocks them all out and then she's like hey can you help me load these people into my car yeah i need these because
3: (laughs) zillard put their images into my brain because that's apparently a part of the power also because he absorbed the other guy and then absorbed his experiences or whatever and now he gave them to me which uh which which was funny the car itself is almost its
0: own kind of character because that's the same car that they had hit Isaac and Miria oh, yeah. in earlier. We
3: forgot <laughs> Isaac and Miria got hit by a car yeah. earlier. <laughs> it's
0: because it's such a big, full-up day. I mean, but I don't feel like the getting hit by the car mattered that much. I feel like it was more just supposed to be a funny mm-hmm. little, oh, they no. crossed paths already kind of thing.
3: My favorite little nugget from that was like, Dallas calls Ennis Dollface when he's like, get out of here, Dollface. And then after Ennis saves Isaac and Miria, I just like, thank you so much, Dollface. Oh yeah. Thank you so
0: much, Dollface.
3: <laughs> they're like just like, oh, her name is Dollface. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and then this is where we're like, yeah, we hear about Claire Claire Stanfield and Vino and all that stuff. And then yeah, the immortality juice, but we don't know. They just got injected with some stuff.
1: Yeah, I called it PP shot. They kind of
0: allude to the fact that like um he so there's like the four thugs and they all got injected with the incomplete elixir and you see um Zillard um just suck up like one of them into his hand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like uh, they just kind of they just kind of wrinkle up and like just go inside the hand and it's just like Oh,
3: it's like yeah, they like shrivel up and then like you see like the bones and stuff too. It's like oh, Yeah. It's such a good effect. Yeah. That one is like the best like Visualization of that, just how torturous that must feel.
0: Oh, it's just like a delicious meat
1: smoothie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just so reminds me of like how how cell absorbs people he leaves the clothes behind and stuff. It was just like, oh my god. And he kind of alludes
0: that like he's able to gain information by doing this to other people, mm-hmm. and he sends out Dallas and um his two remaining friends um to um just essentially go and kind of do their work for them like he he says go steal his back for us and they're like got nothing better to do right now sure <laughs> but they're like doing they're planning to do like a double cross they're planning to be like all right we're gonna do this but actually when we get back we're gonna make them pay us thanks
3: for, for not it. sucking me into your hands, <laughs> sir we're such we're because uh, we're, we're moving up in the <laughs> yep. world this is our
0: big break you know that's always weird things going wrong And so, but at the very least, we get a little bit of explanation for the whole
3: hand thing in the next episode. This is the, like, historical episode. This whole episode is in, like, 1711, all on, like, a ship in the middle of the ocean.
0: Yeah, this one I kind of really appreciate, actually, that they mostly stuck to the one story for this Mm -hmm. episode. Because at this point, like, I just really wanted to understand what was happening, you know?
1: What the elixir was and everything.
0: This one, everything starts aboard the Advena Ad- Avis, which I really hope I'm saying. It, yeah, <laughs> right. I think you're right, Advena Avis, but,
3: maybe, but like that's whatever. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Essentially,
0: what um, they uh, do in this episode is they're on a boat and they're like looking to like summon a demon to um, share with them how to make the elixir of life and. A few different things that um, were maybe a bit more in the book than the anime itself, but they do, there are a few lines that they sort of allude to it for one thing. Like the demon apparently is not quite a demon, like not in the religious sense. Yeah, It's Mm -hmm. just like a very powerful homunculus itself or something. Like I'm, I'm talking like, Stuff that was Googling on the internet. (laughs) What
3: is this this
1: thing? Yeah. Well, he even said it, though, in the anime, too. You guys call me a demon. You can call me whatever you want. He's Because he wasn't actually a demon. And they
0: didn't even have to actually do, like, the summoning circle and all that. Because he also says, like, all you had to do was, like, say my name or know my name or something like that. So so all they really had to do was, like, say his name. Um, And he just kind of hands over... (laughs) <laughs> like like it's kind of funny almost because you expect like something kind of um horrifying to happen and it is like really tense actually because uh that one dude zillard comes over he's like i'm just gonna prove to you it's not real and he like drinks some and then they slice his head oh no, that's right like the the monster slice his head off he's like no do you
1: believe it's real <laughs> i'm just like dang like
0: his head his head like reattaches itself cold-blooded it would be very interesting to watch like a live-action version of this oh stuff.
3: my god can you imagine if this was made in like the mid two ten, like tw- like aughts or like the early 2010s you bet you bet there'd be be like this is like train spotting on like <laughs> lsd like
0: <laughs> there are a couple of background characters that they introduce uh who is the
3: white-haired woman um sylvie and then Mize's My, son. Mize's brother, Greto. Brother, yes, brother.
0: My brother, Gretto.:
3: Yeah, it's, this is where we learn explicitly, like, you can't use false names to other immortals. The only way you can die is you place your right hand on another's head and think, I want to eat. And you absorb them, their experiences, and their memories. It's kind of
1: vice versa with if you wanted to give him knowledge.
3: Yeah, that's kind
0: of like a weird footnote that like the devil didn't even say, I feel. No, he I think he did outline it. He did. He did he, say he, it. he like mentioned it as like an aside. He's like, also you can give yourself knowledge yeah. to each other. So like then what, what ends up happening is um uh they all drink it. Um Misa is given like the knowledge of how to make the elixir but he feels like it's best to not share it with people. And, in fact, he ends up transferring half of the knowledge to his little brother, which, from what I understand, he loses that knowledge.
3: Credo got eaten by uh, Zillard. It's Lizard. Or- it's Lizard with the L and the Z backwards. Damn it.
1: Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> I'm having a real Phoenix Down moment right now, okay?
1: oh my god
0: so um Zillard tries to like get Mize to just tell them but Mize is like no I don't think that's the right call and like nobody on the boat agrees with him at all Mm -hmm. so he's like oh okay guess I guess I'm just gonna go kill everybody then I
3: wrote Zillard as a trash person like five lines in a row in my notes (laughs) while he was like talking about like how he's like the only one who deserves to be like in charge of the information because I'm a scientist
1: I literally just put, how in the hell can he crawl around like that?
0: Like he, 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 he just, uh, he, he just asserts that he is the, the best, most smartest person in Mm -hmm. the room without anything to back it up.
3: So they like corner like Zillard on like the front of the ship because Zillard starts going around absorbing people. Yep. And then like Elmer, like, so there's a dude named Elmer. Yeah. He
1: was clowning around. He was walking on his hands. He's
3: walking on his hands on like the edge of the ship and he's like, "Hey, Zeward. And he fell yeah. off the ship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I they both fell off the ship and then like the the demon was like, "Bro, because you did this in a yeah, way, you get a wish, whatever, bro." He was like, gonna <laughs> he's give like, you a bro, wish." Bro, that was
3: a sick flip. You get a you get a wish for your And I like, "Yo, I know exactly what I want." And the devil's like, "Oh, really?" And then it cuts yeah, I'm just like,
0: what? Did you kind of Okay, so that was another thing that was really easy to miss. Um the devil like it's it's kind of implied that the wish that was made was that since Misa was without his brother, he wanted Misa to have like a mm. companion or something. And oh, later on um no, uh it the devil actually becomes a character. They just don't
1: like <gasps> Oh, you're right. I was wondering why that voice actor was doing that character. Wait,
0: what? Yeah, I think Ronnie was like the demon that gave them the elixir, which which you would be forgiven for forgetting because yeah, he's like hardly even there.
3: Yeah, I totally missed that. Like they really, really
0: don't make sure that you've caught it. He he says like one line similar to how the devil was speaking on the boat. That's it. That's all they give you. They seriously do not hammer it in. Much at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was what the wish was was essentially give Misa a, a companion. And so the devil's like, okay, I'll just I'll just be Ronnie now.
3: Yeah, and then like Huey Lord Huey is speaking with the devil on like the crow's nest. Like the devil's like an apparition behind him on like the sail. And they're like just chatting about like this is after they go through the whole voting process and Huey's like, I don't really care. I'm just going to watch and see what happens. I'll make a decision in like, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred years. <laughs> yeah, he's the only person who abstains, which is why the devil's like, I'm just going to watch this with you.
1: Yeah,
0: there's there's a little bit of. um, Oh, I, I thought it was like a really fun sort of bait and switch. Like uh, Zillard is like going through and sucking people up through his arm and uh, he's trying to get to Mize's room, I think. Or something like that. Like they kind of interspersed the timelines. So actually, I don't think that stuff was at the same place that they made it
3: look like. Even the most straightforward episode is not straightforward. <laughs> yeah, he goes
0: he goes to suck up um Sylvie. Sylvie. He goes he goes, he puts his hand on Sylvie's forehead. He sees a little light through the keyhole. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yep. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was yep. just like, that's just a little. <laughs> I like, yeah. I was just like, bloop, 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 bloop. and I was like, oh no, their soul is being sucked out. <laughs> like, and you hear the, little, oh my gosh, delicious. Mm, you hear it through the keyhole. Yummy. But then later, on, <laughs> but then later on, you're like, oh, she didn't. She like she had been kind of uncertain about like the drink, and it turns out like she hadn't drank the elixir. So, because yep. mm-hmm.
3: he couldn't, because he couldn't absorb her into his hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I understand, she never did. I think that she did because they cut to like at the end they did like we're all going to grow super old and stuff. We're going to be here forever. And like there's like a, the little like there's like a, almost like a couple flashes of the different characters after they got older. And there was like a white haired like lounge singer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? OK. Yes. OK. She was saving it for when she was older. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to drink it when she was too young.
3: Oh, okay. Then you
0: get, you get to be Cheslaw when you
3: do that. Yeah, you don't want to be Cheslaw forever. Nobody nobody wants to be Cheslaw forever. <laughs> True.
0: Not even
3: Cheslaw. Dude,
0: Cheslaw's <laughs> a mess. Um, episode 8. Isaac and Miria unintentionally spread happiness around them.
3: This is my favorite episode.
0: Uh? Yeah, yeah, this is one of my favorites as well. A lot of Isaac and Miria, as you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one that starts with them saying like, oh, these are they, they've had 80 plus robberies and they're like clicking mm-hmm. through the pictures of like, you know, their funny costumes and
3: the dudes are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't anybody report? Yeah, that whole deal. Mm-hmm.
0: They meet uh, Eve Genoard like before the events that led to Dallas missing. She was just concerned in general over Dallas and uh, she kind of offhandedly mentions like oh, well, when you're rich, people don't like you for you. They just like you for your money. And they're like, we can help with this. (laughs) And they just like,
3: (laughs) we can help. Yeah, they just steal all their money. And they just jack everything. They steal all (laughs) their stuff, which
0: um, I think actually kind of played into later events because I think then Dallas came the next day hoping to get some money. And because they had just been robbed, I think they were like, no, screw you (laughs) right now.
3: I think ultimately, I think that's the events that might have led to them, like, beating up Mr. Barnes or whatever, ultimately.
0: Yeah, I think they were like, I I think probably he was just kind of in general, like, he needed some money. So he, I think he was just kind of on the prowl to get some extra money because he couldn't get it from home. I don't think they, like, explicitly kind of put it that way, but I think that's kind of the implication Mm -hmm. is he was needing money and the robbery did not help with that. Eve just has no concern about the robbery at all. (laughs) She's like, <laughs> yep.
3: So she, she's just laughing the whole time. <laughs> and I, I love how it opens up and she's sitting there looking at a picture of Dallas in her book and crying. And then all of a sudden you hear it almost sounds like a narration. She's like, she's crying, yeah. Miriam. <laughs> She's crying. What would she be crying about? And then you see, like, it cuts to them just outside her, like, balcony window. Messing with sand. Yeah, messing with sand. And Eve just, like, sticks her head out and is like, what is going on over here?
1: Maybe it's about a loved one.
3: I I think, like,
0: their superpower is that they're just incredibly disarming. Like, you wouldn't Mm. actually want to kill them. Like, you know, everything that they ever do is just like, oh, like, if you ever catch them, they're just like, my bad. Sorry, I'll just, uh, is this exit good? Can I leave that way? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 like, I think that's just how they managed to escape all those times, is they were just like,
1: <laughs> yeah, exit, stage <laughs> left, whoops.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I'm just, I'm just going by the seat of my pants on this one. <laughs> oh, and this was the episode where they give the the speech. About
1: where a cowboy keeps his gun. Oh my god, the real cowboy keeps his gun in his <laughs> the heart.
0: guns and they did that. they like, <laughs> but you don't have any guns. Well, fancy that. <laughs> they're like they're like both doing that thing with their hands, like in, in synchronization. It's like, well, an old ranch hand once told me a real cowboy keeps his gun, not in his holster, but in his heart. Aw. <laughs> like and he like does this thing and they have jacuzzi's like yeah. jacuzzi blushes yeah. yep <laughs> so I've been shot in the heart <laughs> by his heart guns <laughs> they're like we're gonna tell him to leave he's like what if that doesn't work <laughs> then we'll tan his hide and if that doesn't work then we'll run and hide
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's so good and this is also where you learn about what like a badass jacuzzi actually is because they killed, like, the, was it the Russos or whoever Jacuzzi is feuding with. He killed 18 people. Yeah. 18 speak- speakos. He took he knocked over, like, 18, like, speakeasies in a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one just, day. Like, yeah,
0: you don't want to get him angry. Killed a bunch of people. Oh, like, <laughs> like they, they bring up multiple times about how he was so upset because they killed eight of his people, which I meant, you know, like eight of the people in his gang, which has got to be rough because I have to imagine that's not an uncommon
3: event in a mob family.
1: (laughs) It's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And this is basically most of this episode is yeah, like Isaac and Miria giving wholesome speeches to people. Cause then they go and they give a wholesome speech to Ennis. This is like before they put the bodies in or after they put the bodies in the car, for Ennis? She's
0: like, Ennis, you are a good person. Like, as they're loading the <laughs> bodies in the car.
3: By the way, what are you going to do with these guys? <laughs> I'm strong. This is where the I'm strong line comes from. <laughs> oh, they're both so damn good. Uh, they're the best characters. Yes. They're the best people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I feel like Miria is the one that... Um, sort of reacts more strongly like when it is when she is kind of like Isaac is kind of the one that like you know grandstands and like it does a lot does like most of the talking but like when something sad happens like is the one that kicks it off she's like Isaac Miria yeah yeah <laughs> um, it really is and, like yeah they both like cry over um Ennis like yeah like I don't know if I'm a good person and if anyone's a, a good person at you. We would have died. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're entirely forgiven. Yeah, exactly. You're entirely forgiven. The the at the end of this episode is when her Eve runs away after she got like kidnapped. Cocktoo yes. man just like sticks his head out the window and just like doesn't give a fuck that she ran away.
1: Was there anything else particularly about that episode? Oh, jacuzzi kisses uh nice or niece. My bad. It's like a big deal because like they apparently had never ever kissed before, which Within 10 years, they haven't done nothing.
0: Yeah. They say you guys have been an item for
3: like a decade.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Which was an odd sort of characterization for me because I was kind of like, sure. All right. Like, they didn't even spend too much time on that bit. So, like, Mm -hmm. it again kind of felt like something that was important in the original stories that they popped in there. But they didn't spend all that much time on that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That that one kind of just left me more bemused than anything. I was kind of like, okay. Sure.
3: <laughs> I think in that episode also is when like the information brokers learn about like Eve's kidnapping and the guide you learn that like at the head of the information brokers is just a desk with a bunch of papers yeah. <laughs> piled on it to the ceiling that a voice comes out of. Yeah,
0: he's just a sentient stack of books.
3: Then the blonde haired information broker is basically told like whatever happens to her is on your on you like you better figure this out. But that's like, I think the only other thing that I can remember that happened in that one.
0: And we, and we get like a little bit of, uh, like, are, are we, have we moved on to episode nine, right? I think we're on uh, episode yeah. nine yeah. now. Yeah. I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we get a little bit of characterization into the woman in fatigues. Um, I think, I think we get to find out her name later. But she, mm-hmm. the funny thing is, all right, like, we kind of come to find out over time that like her, her she's trying to be inconspicuous. Mm hmm. She's trying to be inconspicuous. <laughs> and yet everybody's like, "What about the woman in fatigue? Yeah, And everyone's a v like, oh, yeah, I know spe- I saw specifically that person. I thought they kind of stuck out. Everyone in the room
3: noticed them. She was sitting right over there. I know exactly where she was sitting. Oh, look, and now the window's open.
1: How many times did they say in that episode, the girl with fatigues, the girl with fatigues? Like, oh, my God.
0: So
3: many. The woman in fatigues. So many.
0: Oh, this this is the one where they show, like, the bit with Dune. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, this is like the him seller like, splashing around in Dune's blood and getting the real graphic, like, yo, this is what the inside of an eye socket looks like, bro. Right.
0: The rail tracer. I, I, sh- that was, what was his name?
1: Uh, Well, it's Vino, but it's Claire. Claire
0: Stanfield. So, like, um, the Dune, like, comes in and Claire starts, like, intimidating him. And Dune's just like, hey, man, chill out. <laughs> like, like, almost, like, to a level of, like, looking like he's stoned or something. He's just like dude, I, like, listen, all right, you're being real intimidating, but I just don't Yeah. <laughs> it right now. <laughs> like, and he's like, okay, fine. And he just drops his gun and, like, walks away with his back turn. And so the guy's like, oh, great, it's my chance. And he, like, picks up the gun. Claire's gone. And then, like, he, like, goes out to look for Claire, and then he pulls, like, this maneuver that I can't even bring forth in my head right now to, like – get down on the bottom of the train. Like it's in like a half second. Like it's one of those quick anime things where it's like somehow they went from the front of the train on the platform to like under it, both of them with like hanging by their feet or something (laughs) of like, I couldn't even do this by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're just immediately below the train. Claire loves his role play is one thing that I've noted here. Claire is such an interesting character, but like he doesn't, he doesn't kind of expand on like, there's, like, a recurring kind of theme of, like, worldviews. Claire has, like, his own. But anyways, he's, like, torturing Dune... To get information out of him. And he just, like, holds out Dune's arm, and you get to see it, like, just kind of graded on the mm-hmm. on the rails. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, that's a rough one. It is a rough one for sure. This
3: is, where the squish- this is where I started noting the squishy noises, the squishy noise counter. This is where it really started to tick <laughs> yeah. up, like, a lot from this episode forth. This is an anime
0: that enjoys grinding up people (laughs) as opposed to like cutting someone in half or whatever they're like that's not good enough we want to squish yeah they do you know like the the one dude early on gets like his face punched into death you know like they that's right i forgot about him i would say it's a brute force anime people don't get shot too much yeah they get get like disfigured (laughs) um they do. They do. As they're talking about like the rail tracer slash Claire, they're like, he likes to disfigure the bodies to make sure that he has done the job, mm-hmm. which is one yeah. way
3: to look at it, I guess. That's why his like assassin code name is Vino because it looks like he's stained in wine after he's done. Yep. <laughs> The eye roll is appropriate, Shark. It would be very interesting
0: if there were, like, an episode where there was a character that he really thought was dead but wasn't. And they were just, like, really, like, like maybe it would be a bit much. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, really disfigured
1: or something. And they, ding. <laughs> like a little, a little bit I just love how all I just put was, Vino is an assassin. Pug. <laughs> just pug. Uh-huh. There are like so many people who
3: kill people on this train. What the heck, guys? A lot of assassins. Come on. I have, I have Lad be Claire, assassin fight in my nose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, Lad comes in and he's like, oh man, this is the best, this is the best, most bloodiest puddle I've ever splashed in. And he's like dancing around. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill that guy. I hope he's a little bit fat and certain that he's not going to die today. That'd be perfect.
3: Write <laughs> about one of those two things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Oh, yeah. Uh, the goose guy. Goose, the blonde-haired guy with, like, the, he's always, like, squinting.
3: Yeah. This is where we kind of learn about the black... This is, this is like, the leader of, like, the black suits. The black
0: suits. Yeah. The the Huey... The huey Deweys. hmm He finds Mary, and I think that he gets Mary and the senator's wife together, and they, like, have somebody... Like since this, the 1930s, they don't have cell phones, but like they have somebody who is going to talk to the senator and they were going to fire off a flare at a certain point if the senator agreed. But I I don't remember. I don't remember that flare happening.
3: <laughs> no. So what happened was, I think in the next episode or the episode after, like Rachel ended up saving them. Yeah, there is a fight between like her and Goose, mm-hmm. and she basically like brings the like Senator's daughter and wife up on top of the like train and are like, run that way, <laughs> <laughs> and they just run and wave. Their,
1: Thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then I think
0: they just kind of don't show up again. Yeah, that was it. Yeah,
3: they think they. I think they just kind of say like, yeah, they were safe. Like that's basically. It's just one line of dialogue. Like that whole like plot thread is just wiped away. Like yeah no they were safe they they made their way to the second class carriages and uh, to
0: to to be fair like everybody had a plan at the start and I think none of them kind of <laughs> are
3: are in motion anymore none of the plans worked like, out like n- like at this point yeah. all of
0: the plans are gone like <laughs> the
3: only people who succeeded I think were Isaac and Miriam. <laughs> They're the only ones who got anything close to what they thought they were going to. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like later on, they're
0: like, "Oh, we did steal some from the train." Yeah, yeah. They did manage to steal some from yep. the train.
1: Well, in uh, episode ninety-two, they did. Uh, Lud bring the the little boy Ches. Oh yeah.
0: Or... Oh, oh yeah, Lad Lad Russo,
1: and literally was just like, "Bro, can you kill everyone into the diner diner train, please,
3: <laughs> please?" Which was a bit of a hail mary (laughs) (laughs) that was (laughs) i love how he like butters him up too and he's like yeah mister you'd be a real prize fighter (laughs) mister you
0: kill so good yeah yeah (laughs) you punch real hard i'm just a little baby
3: i'm not scarred in the least (laughs) oh boy we get there don't we oh god yeah
0: But like, yeah, then then Russo is just like, okay, this guy's way too confident. He just shoots
1: him point blank in the head. It's like, okay, we're done. As soon as he started talking about explosives and stuff, he was like, all right, I'm starting to get over this now. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. What was that deal with the explosives? Like explosives existed on the train, but like they didn't.
3: It was in the. So this was like with the niece and what's his name? Nick. Like, they made their way to the baggage car where, like, the instruments were because the black suits, everyone was like, oh, they're an orchestra, and they're carrying a bunch of instruments onto the train, Mm -hmm. and I guess that's the explosives, Mm. and it, like, the, like, the last episode, they are, like, throwing luggage out of the train, and... I'm assuming that that's what that is. Again, that's probably another like light novel thing. At some point, I was like, "Why are they throwing stuff off the train?" I don't understand. <laughs> like they're there, and that's cool, but I don't know why they're throwing things off the train. <laughs> I do see some instruments in there, so I'm just gonna roll with that. You know, like they need
0: at least they need at least like a violin, okay? With with a pistol, you, you gotta have some tunes. True. It would it would have been fun if one of them had turned out to actually have brought an instrument. <laughs> <What> if, <laughs> that would have been really good. I brought the violin. F- ah, you idiot. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: episode 10. Yeah, so so Cheslaw asks Lad to kill everybody on the train. Yep. And Lad's like, I don't like being bossed around. And so he just shoots him in the face. yeah Um and Cheslaw, who we've figured at this point is immortal. Gets back up Mm -hmm. and walks out and he's seen by uh, the rail tracer.
3: I love the name of episode 10. It's so good. Cheslaw Meyer is forced to rework his tremble before the specter of immortals strategy, (laughs) (laughs) which it
0: is kind of like a lot of his character is all he can ever think about Mm -hmm. is running into an immortal and being devoured Mm -hmm. and, and that mm-hmm. kind of is 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 why I kind of feel like that's the monkey's paw is that like Cheslaw gets to live forever, but is he even having a good time with it? <laughs> I, he seems like he just
3: wants to die, really. <laughs> they, they make it very clear that he's had a very bad time. Mm. And, but yeah, like most of his interactions with the other immortals were pretty bad. And like his first long-term like relationship with someone he knew before he was an immortal, he had to devour them because of the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like... It totally tracks that he would feel that way. This episode, it kind of starts like Lord Huey is like in prison and like this, the senator guy, it walks in to like talk to Lord Huey,
0: which which again, like I don't feel like they ever showed whether or not that flair was shot.
3: (laughs) I don't think they did, I think because I remember in the first or second episode, the senator says, well, if if," you know, they told him that his wife and daughter were on the train and he's like, well, if they live or die at this point is up to fate. And I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa. Wow. Uh, Are you talking, did wow. Goose say
0: that? Because I think Goose said something more like that's up to your husband now or something like
3: that. I think he said that, but then also like earlier, I think the Senator said something like when he's like in his office, um, this is where we learn that, uh, Chane is Huey's daughter and that she doesn't talk by choice. Right. And yeah, I don't remember much else that happens in this episode besides kind of the, the Huey Chane stuff.
0: Well, there there is a, there is a fun bit at the end where Firo is getting like um, inducted into the Martillo family, yeah, and he and Misa are uh, they they have like a knife fight, which I think it's yeah. just like see who can stab who first, and I think I, I like they don't really explain the rules,
3: mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> they just say go, yeah, they, just they give just them knives go. and they say go, well,
1: they're they're like. They're like, don't cut, both, uh, don't stab in the chest or. They in the had head.
0: a lot of stabs in the directions of the chest and head. Like he said that, <laughs> they and <did>. they specifically <laughs> did. was like, they are <laughs> repeatedly stabbing in the head area.
3: Like, <laughs> like, are you expecting to miss? Because otherwise, you are aiming for the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like what? Yeah, it's like Firo's like induction into like the family kind of a thing, right?
0: Yeah, and so he lands a hit on Miza. Um, and he notices that like Miza's wound heals, uh, and the, the mob boss, he shoots a gun up into the ceiling and then you hear off, Oh
1: no, you shot Isaac. As, I like, heard that. like, what the yeah. heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and they don't even like come back to that, uh, till another few episodes. Like what happened? Uh, number 11, Sean LaFerre remains silent in the face of two mysterious people, um, the Ganners and the Martillos are um having a celebration and Befiro and are talking.
3: At some point Isaac and Myria get their hands on the box that has the elixir in it.
0: I th- I th- they yes, but they don't explain it yet. They don't explain it here. Okay. I can't. <laughs> This yeah. is where I start losing the thread. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you love it? Yeah. So they just show up. They show up with the elixir. Like, I don't think they make that a secret, but they're just like, they have it now some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see, like, you get different glimpses of different people having it. And yeah. I think at first they don't exactly tell you why each person has it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. They open the box. They're like, oh, this is just liquor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been implied that they already tried it because Isaac had been shot. I think I think they show, like, his shirt had, like, a hole in it. But I think he was fine afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they had taken a drink of it before the party. I don't know though. <laughs> that's 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 what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm not sure. But then they they um since they had run into each other at the hat store, they recognize each other and they're like, "Oh, hey, come on down, we're having a party." So yeah, they uh hang out at the party and there's like stuff going on outside that like Oh, it doesn't happen for a few episodes. I'm trying to leave my episodes in track.
3: And the, <laughs> yeah, it cuts to like Cheslaw meeting the rail tracer. Mm-hmm. It starts getting really cut up. It really does. I think in the last in the last few episodes. Like they cut, they cut like every like two to three minutes, it's like jumping back and forth between different time frames and characters and
1: I know episode eleven was literally the one where where the rail tracer was literally torturing ches Chesnall, like biting his uh his fingers off, oh, oh yeah yeah like,
0: that that was kind of like cheslaw gives like some background of like someone who was important to him, and i couldn't I couldn't tell you, you guys tell me like did you feel like the person that ch- was torturing cheslaw like hundreds of years ago did did that seem like they were in a relationship or just friends or
1: relatives? that's how I felt it was I didn't think it was a relationship type of deal, I just literally thought it was just like a either a friend or a Just like how he's like a family
3: member. It seemed like either brothers or a caretaker situation or something Mm -hmm. like that. He
0: he did say it was like it was like someone he trusted. It was like someone who he he, who I think kind of just turned on him because of his immortality.
3: And 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 the fact that like the other person was also like a sciencey like let's experiment on Cheslaw here. See what happens.
1: Uh, The character, I think his name is Fami. Yeah, and he would just, like,
0: tie Chesla down to a bed and just stick him with pokers and, like, cut off limbs and stuff.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Nah, bro, I've been through hell and back. I'm Gucci.
3: Yeah, because the Rail Tracer threatens to, like, kill Chesla, and Chesla's like, "No, I've had my eyes poked out with a red-hot fireplace poker and been thrown into a fireplace before, bro. (laughs) You think you can match that? And the Rail Tracer's like... Bro, I could flay you alive and carve your bones if you want me to. It's like real wild shit starts, like conversations start happening here.
0: I I, I am glad that um they they did kind of have like a scene where he's like, oh, this is so cool, you know. He like he does the hand to the train tracks thing again with Cheslaw, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm glad that they just were like, and that's enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, because like, it could have been like, let's do ten more minutes of random torture scenes. It's like, no, thanks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um that's also where uh claire stanfield the reporter woman like she looked out the train and like saw Cheslaw's hand getting ground into a paste
3: yeah that's right the the i do remember that for for some reason so what happened with lad in this episode he oh he, he finds chani on top of a, of a train like because chani is on top of the train now for some reason and yeah like why was she there <laughs> I don't remember. It was just like, because Huey telepathically told her something, which also we've learned that Chane is Huey's daughter Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. They play with the rules a bit. (laughs) I'm like, wait, they're telepathic now? Uh, Yeah, exactly. She's just like, Huey says something and she just goes, what? And just leaves the room like... No, need. no need. I, Exactly. Exactly. I gotta,
0: I gotta say, their their dynamic was really odd to me because Huey was it. constantly like, "You are my daughter. You will <laughs> give anything for me, mm-hmm. right?" She's like, "Yeah, sure, Dad. And if you have to, you will die for me, right?" Yes, Dad. Mm-hmm. And it,
3: <laughs> yeah, it was it's like, very it's like that. That was that was very odd. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, okay, cool, guy. The one thing I remember about like Lad in this scene is he sees her up there and goes like. This guy here told me everything he needed to know. And he pulled up a guy and his face smashed in. And he's like, he said, She's up on top of the train! He's like, (laughs) stupid stuff like that that makes me love him. Jesus Christ. It's just like if Johnny Cage was like, a pure psychopath, like murderer, Johnny Cage. He just
1: does stupid stuff like that. It's like, man, I love you, man. He he really he really loves
0: like body puppetry. I could see him being a good taxidermist. <laughs> 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 they like have a fight. And he
3: just he's just kind of fighting her because he just wants to kill people at this point. Yeah, he's fighting her and he's like He's surprised that she can, like, keep up with him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh,
0: this is fantastic. Finally a good fight. You know, like, he mm-hmm. just wants to kill her. She just wants to get out of there, I think. Like, I don't think she really has a mission quite at that point. No. Like,
1: she she's kind of just there. And then Real Tracer shows up. He's just like, bro, whoever wins between you two, I'll face you. Let's go. This is kind of, Everybody
0: shows up. <laughs> this is, yeah, everybody this, shows this, up. This could have been... Everybody shows up on top of the train. That could have been the title.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a good title for this episode.
0: I I think that might have been about when that episode ended. I think like everybody's like up on the train.
3: This is where it like really starts cutting around. Because I I have like notes from like Isaac and Miri are friends with Firo now. LOL. I love how Miza never used an alias. (laughs) Lad is such a freak. (laughs) <laughs> why destroy quote why destroy such a beautiful killing machine he says to like Chane while they're fighting and then right after that it's like chesla meets the rail tracer oh god squishy child arms <laughs> like it cuts around like a lot um this is where like the far
0: uh, the fight with uh jacuzzi and goose starts goose has mm-hmm. like a flamethrower oh that's right i forgot about this fight it's, just, it's like why the heck did you bring a flamethrower yeah I don't know what the plan was. Like, they were just trying to do a hostage situation. They brought a flamethrower?
3: And then it all cuts. And then it's also intercut with, like, the Gandors, Zillard, Firo, Isaac, Miria, and Dallas all being at, like, the party.
0: Right. Um, Like, Zillard shows up at the party and just kind of, he does that thing where, like, nobody but Miza would recognize him anyway. So he just shows up. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm here now. (laughs) And then uh, Miza's like, oh, shoot.
1: (laughs) I didn't want to deal with this today.
0: Like, I really wish. I really wish what they would have done was like a long shot of Miza just taking like a drink, just like, huh.
1: yeah, that would have been cool. And then just yeah. slam it down. <laughs> just, like, just like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> and then yeah, uh, Ziller just kind of um, Ziller starts just rolling him like. Yeah, you know? Zillard, Zillard just kind of like, Miza's like, everybody get out of here. And Zillard's like, good advice. Too late though. <laughs> shooting everybody. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One weird thing about Zillard is he's like trained himself. So, like, yeah, Miza, like, Zillard comes to Miza's table and like, whatever, like, a big group of dudes rolls in and is like, just got giving you trouble, Miza. He's like, run away. And they're like, we're going to murder him. So they shoot him with full of bullets. And Zillard's like, still here, bro. Here's the thing. Okay. He's he's immortal, but
0: you can hold him down.
3: Yeah, Schlo- I know, right? Yeah. All,
0: like they had enough people. Tell them, don't shoot, hold him down. Just
1: hold yeah. him down. <laughs> I'm just so confused when how, like, uh, Ziller was just like beating the crap out of Miser, and I'm just like, bro, we weren't you literally just going toe to toe with with Fear like a couple episodes ago? Like, hello, Mm
3: like,
1: like what were you doing? Like he's just like,
3: just getting rolled, just getting absolutely rolled. Used all his power earlier. (laughs) He he has
1: to charge up like the Energizer Bunny.
3: (laughs) I, I think at the end it's like the whole like. Eve and the information brokers are at like the Gandor house and the Runaradas show up and we get like teased about the resolution of where Dallas is for like the umpteenth time.
0: Oh, you know what? I also um, forgot to bring up was um, that, that that is kind of like the framing of this episode is I think this is the one where the reporter, Rachel, she's like at the stack of papers. Oh, that's right. And they're like, oh, well, how'd you get your injury and all that? and like multiple times here's what that's got right. me about it. like multiple times is the guy just kind of brings up He's just kind of like you know you could try paying for the train every once in a while <laughs> and the room just goes ice cold it's like <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> real good like and i'm like i mean yeah she could yeah I <laughs> like mean... they're acting like it's a, how, how dare you ask someone why they don't pay for
1: the train that's rude <laughs> They're like, can, can you be a little bit more sensitive about yeah. the subject?
3: How rude of you! It's like they don't really explain why. I thought your dad was a conductor. What the <laughs> hell? <I> thought your.
0: <laughs> She's like, my dad's a conductor. That's why I love the trains. And he's like, and yet you don't pay for them. True. <laughs> hey, <laughs> That's, Her, come on! Rude. <laughs> so yeah, like all this is happening in like 1930, which was when the party was going on. That um. Mm-hmm. Everybody's outside fighting Zillard. Uh, Zillard um, instructs Ennis to um, kill Isaac and Miria because they're like of no use to him or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that episode ends with like her going, um, I'm sorry guys, but I'm glad that we were able to see each other one last time. And I think it hangs on that note.
3: I think it does too. I seem to remember it cutting at the end of the episode, right? At that point. Right. Like, and then in, in episode 13. Did we miss it? What about episode 12? Episode 12 was
0: Firo and the three Gandor brothers are felled by a <laughs> bullets. We forgot an important other part of the plot is, uh, <laughs> is uh, Zillard, like, kills everybody with bullets. Yep. And I think that's where they start revealing, oh, hey, wait, actually, everybody's immortal now, too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because Isaac and Miriam brought the bottles to the party and they're just like, celebrate Mazel Tov. So
0: that's where they start finally making sense of everything. Like one episode before the end was like. um, So if we think about how the day went. The day before, Isaac and Miriam had robbed the Genwards. Dallas came back, couldn't get money. Decided to go out and rob people. A couple of mob guys start burning down a building which happened to have Barnes Barnes was in there uh just finished the potion just finished like seconds before the fire started he grabs precisely two of them precisely only two of them <laughs> he leaves he gets accosted by Dallas <laughs> and his friends who are looking for money um they I think end up killing him and taking it um Barnes gets taken by Ennis who then brings him to Zillard, who sucks him up and figures out where Dallas is. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Ennis goes out and gets Dallas with Isaac and Miria, brings him back and then... (laughs) I'm
3: running out of brain power on this.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's a long day.
3: (laughs) It's a long day. It's a long day and... Like, a lot of stuff happens. They get
1: ejected, and then they're like, all right, you gotta go find these people now.
3: The more I think about it, the more it feels like they had to... If they didn't tell the story the way they did, I don't think it would have been nearly as interesting. <laughs> True.
0: It's it's kind of that interspersed, like, a lot happens in a short amount of time, and certainly, like, looking mm-hmm. back, I'm like, man, what a what an action-filled day, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, what, then... Uh, I think what when Ennis like beat up Dallas, did Dallas have it at
3: that time? Dallas did because that was after Dallas went and got the box back from, or no, that was before then. Never mind. That was before he told them to go get the box back from the Genoards, or from the Gandors. And there's a Genoard family and a Gandor family. <laughs> like, like, come on, <laughs> guys. Only one G, please. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> oh, God. Then you got the Rundo Tundos in there, and... You know
0: what's terrible is, uh, like, now that you're calling rondo Rundo Tundos, I don't remember their original name. R- <laughs> Runa R- R- Rata. R- Rata. all right. <laughs>
3: i literally didn't know what they were called for most of it so i was like and then by the time i heard it i was like i don't know what they are it ends with an ada <laughs> so i'm like rundo tundo. sure we'll put that in the notes it's, it's, and by the time i remembered what the name was it was like autocorrect was like no runa Rod is not a thing Rundo tundo so, so thing. something
0: i'm quickly i'm quickly learning about this anime is it's easier to watch than just to recount what you have seen yep, <laughs> it, yep. Is. <laughs> it is it is
3: there is so many good like they do and that's the thing i think that like speaks to like it's so well like directed because they make sure that whatever they're cutting from has some tenuous link to something that is happening whether it's like just a character or a thing that's being said or that's just like oh they're leaving you on a cliffhanger and they're just cutting away to something else entirely different and what's, what's
0: what's tricky too is those cliffhangers have such good resolutions that like, I kind of even forget that they were cliffhangers I'm like, and then this immediately happens. No, they waited like five episodes to tell you this,
2: (laughs) you know? So I keep catching
0: myself almost going. And then this happened. Wait, no, (laughs) wait, no. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like uh, in episode 12, um, Zillard pretty much kills the entire Gandor family with um, like a Tommy gun. Like, I don't think he even, mm-hmm. like, reloads. He just commandos it.
3: Nope. He just
0: goes for it. <laughs> um, And I think, like, towards the end of the episode, all of them get back up. And they're like, what the heck? Uh,
2: and, <laughs> it, like, happened? it kind of
0: ends on that on that note. Zillard tells Ennis to kill Isaac and Miria. And that's, like, the cliffhanger for episode 12. Mm-hmm. Episode 13, both the immortals and those who aren't sing the praises of life equally. And this, this one, so this one has Claire and Shawnee kind of talking. And... Um, yeah, that's that. That one was always kind of strange to me.
3: Like this is this is a weird relationship. Like Chane, the rail tracer is like, or no, Ch- not Ch- Claire. A. Claire, <laughs> the rail tracer is talking to Chane, this, Huey's daughter. It is like, I'm gonna marry you. Yeah, it's like why? Carve carve your answer on the top of this train. I'll look like, at I, it.
0: Like, I get that just about everybody in this anime is unhinged, but I'm just kind of like, what's the reasoning? <laughs> I don't
3: follow. And yeah, at this point, like, Le- this is where we learn what happened to, like, Lad's stump arm when he, like, Lewis shows up on top of the train after... We haven't gotten into Chane's... We haven't gotten into the the Rail Tracer's, like, wild worldview. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes.
0: Um, And actually, you know what? While we're at it, we should also, I guess... Um, I don't think that we kind of like explicitly said what his original kind of mind break moment was, which was to say, um, when he was torturing Dune, Dune told him that his mentor Tony. Tony, yes, Tony. Yeah, his mentor Tony was that they just killed Tony because they felt like killing somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of he just kind of mind breaks and he looks in the camera and his face gets real fish eye wide. He's like, Oh, I like killing too. <laughs>
1: Everyone likes killing in the same (laughs) way,
0: but uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, his his worldview that he kind of gets into is essentially, I think, existentialism, where you're like, nothing exists except for what is in my Mm -hmm. in my head, which is cool and all. Mm -hmm. But the whole time, I was just like, you, (laughs) it's just
3: delusional. He just sounds delusional.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just like cool, but I mean delusional. He's like, he's yeah, like, very, he's like, I'll delightful. never die because this world is all in my head. And it's like, when, oh, if I do die, I guess I'm just really bad at imagining things.
3: <laughs> no, you just die. Cause you die. Like you don't have to, I can't imagine a world that doesn't have me in it. Therefore I will never die. <laughs> it's, it's
0: not a very, it, like, I don't know if it was, it was originally a better idea, but like, man, it just feels kind of contrived. It feels kind of like they wanted him to be maybe like a secondary Lad mm. Russo or something.
3: I think they wanted him to be like Lad's ultimate target. You know what I mean? Like, because mm. Lad likes to kill people who don't think they're gonna die. He's like, I can't die, and he's very certain. Like, he's more than certain. You live in my brain. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. you
1: live in my brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, like, uh, so the rail tracer Claire like talks to. Shawnee and proposes to her and then i believe um he goes over to fight lad russo who's more interested in him now because you know he just spouted this whole thing about i'm never ever ever gonna die so lad's like okay that's my new target and then shanae's also there like well he kind of let shanae get away because he was like carve your answer to my proposal yeah he he told her
3: like there's a bridge coming up jump off there if you don't want to die the dudes in black suits don't want you to live either
0: And so he goes to fight lad and, and Lua shows up (laughs) appears. Yeah. Like, like, which bugs me a little bit because I'm like, why is this the only part of the story where her existence matters? (laughs) Like they've, they've set it up, you know, they made it clear kind of like her, her kind of puzzle piece in the story is like, she's somebody who she's like lads final kill or whatever. You know, she's, he wants to kill the whole world somehow and, and kill her last. But like, she she only exists for this moment, which is to say she exists to pop her head out and say, Lad, what's going on? And then have the rail tracer grab her and say, All right, she's going off the train. She's going off or you're going off. <laughs> like the, rather convenient. Yeah, yeah. So like she pokes her head out. She's like, Lad, please stop. And the rail tracer's like, Oh, she's the she's the one that he wants to kill last. And so he's just like she he ties a rope mm-hmm. around her neck, I think. And, like, uh, he ties the other end of the rope to, like, a passing tree or something.
1: It was, like, a passing claw from, like, uh, from some kind of metal fixture. Mm. Like, like a,
0: like a rail-type metallic fixture.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: anyways, so, so he says, like, either you can kill me or you can save her to kill her later. You know, it was kind of, like, the mm-hmm. choice he went with. And Lad grabs the rope, and we get a very beautiful bit where the rope is, like, grinding his fingers off oh
1: yeah
3: Yeah, that was that was one of those moments where Mm. it was a little gruesome it was real up close and personal with those fingies they
0: they really were having a ball with like that that effect of just bodies kind of coming off by the fingers
3: getting mutilated
0: um so that kind of that kind of wraps up lad's involvement in the whole thing that's pretty much like the end of Mm -hmm. lad's story is he flies off Shawnee is kind of resolved as well
3: because she leaves from
1: manhattan
3: and it's also kind of the resolution of the rail tracer those three stories are just over at that point like rail tracer's just he's done killing yeah the rail tracer's kind of done with his thing he's the fight
0: between goose and jacuzzi is kind of the big last thing
3: my only note on this fight is glove gun (laughs) i just like (laughs) and what gets me about the glove gun is he is
0: sure to make sure that jacuzzi knows precisely how it works in everything. Instead of just like using it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he explains it to him. That's right. If I have a glove gun, I don't want the other guy to know I have a glove gun. That's like, that's like if, if like the assassin from like assassin's Creed was like, <laughs> check out this knife. Shink. It's good for when people aren't aware that I'm about to kill them. Unfortunately, you are aware that I'm gonna use it. Yeah. <laughs> like the person's back and be like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna stay away from your knife
1: then. I'm just so confused because Jacuzzi could have punched this dude, but literally all I put was Jacuzzi use headbutt because that's all he was doing was headbutting the dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he loved headbutt. That was that was kind of the climax of it. Was like um, Isaac and Miria got like tossed off the train, and had like this hilarious bit where yeah, where Isaac is holding on to the rope. Isaac is holding onto the rope with, like, one hand uh, and flying around with, like, Miria, like, grabbing onto him. Like, the whole time, like, there's only ever, like, one hand holding onto this rope.
3: Yeah, so you find Chesla tied up underneath the train like the the real tracer put him there after, like, the squishy arm experiment. So Chesla, he's like, I need to find the immortal and devour them before they devour me. And, you know, Isaac and Miria go save him and wake him up. And Chesla sees his arm heal it is like I need to kill them. I need to kill them before they kill me. And <laughs> it's like he's—he's he's like these Isaac and Miria are these bloodthirsty killers. Yeah. yeah, and it works with like his stupid costume, his stupid cowboy costume. Yeah. He throws a lasso tw- towards the train. Come as on, f- and- <laughs> Like every once in a while, they'll slip
0: in like a little bit of cowboy talk, and it's just great every time.
3: Yeah, and then like the rail tracer grabs the rope. Yeah, Yeah. he grabs it with his one hand. So Isaac
0: has it with one hand. Rail Tracer has it with one hand. They have two hands total on this rope.
3: (laughs) Between three people. And and then Rail Tracer...
1: (laughs) Then they give it to the big boy.
3: Rail Tracer goes up to, like, Ogre Guy, because he's in, like, the car. He's, like, super relaxed. He's like, hey, you're going to want to pull this. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: would be like, hey, you're going to want to... Okay, this was more clever in my head, but, like, grab this thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just just grab this. There's there's two okay people and, and one meh person at the end of this.
3: Yeah. And then and then Jacuzzi has like a cherry bomb he got from Nice. Yeah, but like what's important is like while they're on this rope,
0: they like yeah, that's trip right. Goose. Um the blonde squinty eyed oh, guy. That's right. And like cause him to like fall on his back. And and messes with the flamethrower. Cheslaw Cheslaw Chesla has this cherry bomb that niece was, I think, hiding in her eye socket. <laughs> Like I don't. What was your impression? Did you think she had it in her eye socket or just under the patch? What are your thoughts?
3: I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember her taking it out from under the eye patch. Oh, she takes it. She so, she
0: lifts up her eye patch. The camera goes away. She like pulls something
3: out and then lowers the eye patch again. Oh, it, was inside def- it was definitely inside of her head. That's what I was thinking. There's no way that that wasn't inside her head. She was like, "This is my last cherry yeah. bomb,"
0: <laughs> and he's like, "I'll blow it up with love." And then she's like, you're such a naughty
3: boy. As the best part. Of, <laughs> it's like, I love that part. And as, and as he blows up, they have the cheesiest lines in the whole thing. And it's so great. Like, well, besides Isaac and Myria, I guess. <laughs> but as he like sets the cherry bomb on fire to like lights the fuse to blow up goose.
1: Gun in my heart. He's like, I've got a gun in my heart.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I've got a gun in my heart
3: I love it he just
0: he just runs at him full barrel i think that's when he headbutts him I
3: think he's, there were multiple headbutts i think this yeah, one of them. like he's um
0: what ends up happening is like because he like fell on his back like it wrecked his um is a uh, flamethrower oh, so he was right. able to like um he was able to set off the cherry bomb and i think also i don't think the cherry bomb was what threw goose off the train i think i think um jacuzzi just like headbutted him. Oh, that's right. Okay. No, you're right. What ends up happening is he falls off the rear of the train and onto like his flamethrower. So we get a nice little And I I I mean I think it ends. I think that's the end of their story. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I think I think this is where we're very solidly getting into like the the ending of the story. And what's kind of what's kind of whiplash is it's a quick ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like there's it's a lot quick. of stuff that we have just followed, and then like things resolve fairly
2: quickly.
3: There are just so many good like moments in this last episode. Yeah. yeah. So like
0: the I I think the tr- uh, I think like pretty much everybody dangerous on the train has been murdered or subdued or whatever yeah yep. <laughs> lad and lua are off the train goose got killed in a fiery explosion shane leapt off at the bridge rail tracer we don't know where <laughs> they don't really explain where he went he yeah he,
3: he during the credits is like reads her thing and is like she, she wrote a thing like i'm in manhattan come and find me and he's like it'll sure be a while before i get there but I'll get there. <laughs> but I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there I'll one. We'll find day. you in Manhattan.
1: Cause you can't talk. <laughs> and
0: that's so that's like the 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 kind of wrapping up of what's happened on the train. Back in nineteen thirty at the party, we had left Isaac and Miria, uh Zillard, uh Ennis. Everybody else. Yeah, and everybody else. <laughs> Zillard has told Ennis, go kill those people. Um mm. and this is kind of like where we come out on the other side of the cliffhanger where Ennis decides, actually, no. And she goes to attack Zillard and he's kind of yeah. like, every homunculus I've ever made has betrayed me. <laughs> Which again is like, uh, oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. there's a pattern here. Huh. It's you. Mm. Um, Interesting. But like all the rest of the, the the Martillo family comes outside and is like, hey, actually, we're not dead. And um, those, those two guys who set off the fire earlier in the day um, decide to set Zillard on fire, yep, <laughs> yeah, and then I think it's uh Firo, um mm-hmm. yeah, like like Ennis tells him how to do it in like slow motion and he's like, put eating. his hand put your hand on this flaming head, Firo he's like, wah. and she's like, yeah, and she's like, now think about eating I'm like true. what if he just slapped your hand away, <laughs> yeah. I would, be like, I would be like, put your hand on his head and think I want to eat. But she's like, put your hand on his head, and then I'll tell you step two later. It's a bit complicated. Okay. Like, Dang it all. It's complicated. So, yeah, uh, he ends up sucking up Zillard. And um, he kind of, I guess he kind of, he, he's got to be like the smartest person in the whole world at that point. Like, he's got like hundreds of years of
3: experience. Dude, that's what I figure. I figure if Hero is just the smartest man alive now the fear is a good dude too i think i like before too because like as like so Z- zillard like knee kneecaps and is about to go into like this big evil monologue <laughs> yep right before this happens and isaac and here just start throwing rocks at him oh, but
0: but also uh we get some resolution of the car i believe
1: the car is its own
0: character oh, we
3: do i forgot about the car yeah i think
0: i think like everybody's kind of showed up in the same place i think was Dallas there at the party as well? Or was this
1: after the fact Dallas shows up near the end where, uh cause he oh, dang it. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. Yeah. I remember they run over Dallas yep. and his two goons and then they run into Zillard and then they're like, Oh no, there's a guy on the windshield. They back up and hit Dallas again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're just parked on top of the three of Dallas and the two other guys. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then like, so, so basically um the kind of wrap up that they have is, you know, like the, the train stuff's all wrapped up, the stuff on the boat, um, pretty much wrapped up and like the wrap up of the night of the party is Zillard got um, devoured and they decided that um, instead of like devouring or killing Dallas and his two other goons, they were just going to put them in a barrel full of cement and then throw it into the river. And they were just going to get to drown forever.
1: Yep. They literally just drowned and come back to life just over and over again. Which is again. Pretty, pretty rough.
3: Yeah, that's quite a payoff.
0: Yeah, like, uh, and so like Eve finds this out, which is why, which is how we find it out. Like, she's finally tracked down the people who did it, which was to say the uh, the Gandors, I think. Um, and they're they're like, yeah, we we sent your brother to the bottom of the river. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, then I um I believe they show them getting the barrels out of the river. I don't think they show like Dallas and his goons, but
1: no, they. They were like, "Yo, we'll get your brother out of the river if you let us experiment on him." Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's <So> right.
0: That was <laughs> just, just really, yep. Got his work cut out for him at this point. And then we get a fun little sort of after credits sort of feeling scene where uh, Isaac and Miria are in two thousand one,
3: <laughs> talking about <laughs> how microwaves are.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So like, it starts with like them. I think they're stealing cell phones. And like Mm -hmm. their rationalization is, we are saving the family from the evils
3: of technology. My notes say they're (laughs) mega conspiracy theorists. I,
1: you know,
0: (laughs) I felt bad for thinking it, but I was like, they would be (laughs) because they were sure talking like it.
1: And I just love how Mira calls Isaac Cat Daddy. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, They're like, they're like stuck (laughs) in like the
1: 70s or something. Like they're talking like,
0: you know, discos in style. They're like, what's that, Mac Daddy? It's like, Miria, wait a second. Have we ever gotten older? <laughs> they're like, <laughs> it's, like, it's then, been like 70 years. And they're like, wait.
1: <laughs> How do you not know yes. this? Yeah. And, and, and
0: they decide that what's happened is they keep dying and being reborn in their sleep or something weird. It's
3: like, <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, we need to ha- call everybody and have a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a birthday party every a day. A birthday party every day. It's good. Oh, I think I think my favorite resolution, I legit eared up my dudes at the Cheslaw ending.
1: Bro, right? When, like,
3: so after they're like on top of the train, even like Isaac and Miria have like Cheslaw's like, just kill me. Just kill me already. Devour me. And he's like reaching mm-hmm. out to like try and like counter devour. And Isaac and Miria are like, oh, Cheslaw, you sweet baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and, and he's like, wait, they don't wanna kill me? I'm confused. And he's like starts crying about how like no one's ever like cared for him like that. No one's ever not wanted to kill mm-hmm. me before. Yeah. No, when they get off the train, they meet. Yeah, so like uh Ennis and Firo
0: have like become an item and mm-hmm. they decide, you know what, we're just gonna give this child to them as a present. Yeah.
3: <laughs> They're like, Isaac. Be no. like, we got you a prison, Dennis. It's a child. <laughs> it's a and child. Dennis is like, sure.
0: <laughs> why
1: not?
2: Cool.
1: Then Chesla's all getting all sad and like with the with the Miza Miza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was Miza. so
0: sure. Okay, as <laughs> what I what I couldn't help but think as like he was meeting Miza is like Miza goes and I think he uses his left hand, but still, like mm-hmm. you know, he goes and he like pets. Cheslaw's hair, and I'm like, no, he no. just sucks them up if, on the platform. If, if I were an immortal, and I saw another, yeah, if, <laughs> if I were like an immortal, I'd be like, your hands where I can see them at all times, please. True. Yeah, you are getting that hand away
3: from my forehead, dude. That
0: <laughs> was like that was massively uncomfortable, and I'm not even Cheslaw.
3: <laughs> I legitimately teared up at that part. He was very cute though. It like was... it, it,
0: it almost felt kind of like, um, like his. Um, permanently young body was like he he wanted to be a little boy like
3: Mm -hmm. it seemed seemed Mm -hmm. like he
0: wanted to embrace the idea of being a small child but also he wanted people to take him seriously
3: yeah and he'd been trying to be like taken seriously for so long that like now he's like okay I can be a kid after my years of abuse and torture (laughs) I get to be a a child again Finally get to
0: have a childhood after 200 years for all these years (laughs)
3: Oh <laughs> uh, shoot! I love it. Nine out of ten. Uh, Nine out of ten. What, what, what do you what, guys rate it? Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Well, we got we gotta kind of I guess figure out our our scale. All right. If we're going out of ten, mm-hmm. five means it was palatable. All right. Less mm-hmm. than five means I disliked it mm-hmm. more than I liked it. More than five mm-hmm. means I liked it more than I disliked it. Yeah. Agree. Um.
2: Hmm.
3: I give it like a nine point five. The only reason being, it was like just it's just because it was in the middle of it. Like talking about it now, it makes like way more sense to me. Having mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know gotten it all out there and hearing like other little nuggets, like the whole devil is actually another character in the thing. Like yeah, like that all adds a lot to it. But like in the moment, like the fact that it ended where it ended, I was kind of like, huh. I expected there to be like like I guess more to like like everything wrapped up with a tidy little bow with a bow on it kind of a thing and it's not quite that <laughs> but then again it can't really be when all the characters live forever so um, yeah
0: from what i understand i think the durarara series is a sort of i think it's in the same universe okay. but i don't think the characters are all there i don't know okay but it's it's a it's a tenuous thing it's like a mm-hmm. a side note um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, and ra" has two exclamation marks, and Bacchino just has one.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's
0: exclamation mark number two.
3: What would you rate it, Hiro?
1: Um, I liked, there was a lot of characters I liked in, in this anime, and it kind of, like, I don't want to say it redeemed it for me with, like... I everything was all explained at once. And sometimes I don't like those kind of animes where it's just like, I feel like it's being rushed the entire entire time, but this one actually made it to where it felt rushed, but they did it in a way where it was palatable. Like how you guys were saying. And uh, I mean, Isaac and Myria just literally just like made this anime for me to watch. I love those guys. So, I mean, I probably, I honestly would give it an 8.5.
0: Yeah, I agree that, like, definitely the strongest part of the anime was the characters itself. Like, there were tons of them, but I don't Mm -hmm. think any of them were necessarily out of place. I think, if anything, Mm -hmm. the only problem I had was some Mm -hmm. characters didn't get as much time as they could have used. But really, that was gonna happen with the fact that they did this in 13 episodes. And, like, looking back, that is a lot True. that they did in thirteen episodes.
3: There's like two dozen characters. Like even characters that we really didn't mention all that much, like the Gandor brothers, and like they all had like personas that you could easily pick up on in like the whatever combined six minutes of screen time that they have. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I'm I'm gonna give it an eight point five as well,
0: I think. I think I agree with Hero. I'll temper it a little bit. You can give it a 9.5 if you like,
3: but now you're going to have to really make that 10 count, dude. I will. You know, I've got uh, (laughs) got a list of them. Yeah. (laughs) An anime list, you might say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward after the, like, I felt like I needed to take notes. If I wasn't taking notes, I would have a much harder time understanding it.
1: Yes, I agree with you one hundred ten percent. And oh, I started taking notes after you mentioned something about taking notes. I go, oh dang, I gotta go. That's why I had to go back, rewatch some episodes just so I could start taking notes. I'm like, I gotta be prepared. Well, here's
0: the part where I admit that. You said the thing about taking notes after I'd pretty much watched the whole thing, so
1: oh. <laughs> I was
0: using some cheat sheets, but that is something I'm going to use next time so that I'm I'm much better prepared. But that was like that totally flew under my radar. Like, oh yeah, that would help.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, now yeah, The next one should be a little easier since it's like oh yeah, like I'm looking
0: forward to something a little more simple because this was. A larger bite that i remembered mm. it was
3: yeah so one One punch man is gonna be it's much simpler it is uh, it's no no less awesome definitely though. Oh yeah, i am ready for it i you know what
0: actually i think i watched um the first few episodes but i don't believe i finished uh season one so
3: love i love um, it yeah, the whole season one is great one punch. Yeah, i I'm,
0: I'm pretty excited to get back in and like um um just like the sense of humor. Like it is a very, mm-hmm. very self aware anime.
1: Oh my god, And yes. I'm I'm
0: ready for something a little more light, a little more humorous. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think that we quite have a sign off yet. Do you guys have any ideas for sign off? Nope. <laughs> All
3: right, this is a new segment.
0: Play the fanfare. Um, Johnny, who's our editor? We have an editor Giant. yet. Um God. <laughs> can, we, can we get can we get can we get Ed <laughs> Can we can we get Ed Etor to uh Ed Etor, please. Uh take out the bad ones, okay?
3: Yep. This has good been,
0: work. This has been pretty fly for a senpai.
3: Stay. All the harems say oh my God. pretty fly. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: when <laughs> life gives you lemons, listen listen to this podcast instead.
2: True.
1: Um, <laughs> we're, we'll work on it.
3: We gotta work right, on we, the intro.
1: You know what I realized good. too? We didn't even we didn't introduce really. ourselves. We kinda just went into it. We kind of did just
3: go into it. We went in on it. All right. Yeah. Alright, this is fine though.
0: Alright. <clears throat> bloop, 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 bloop editing technology hello everybody we have already (laughs) wait Uh, hello everyone we've already finished the episode but (laughs) no let's make the intro this is pre-fly for a senpai episode one Bacano.
3: tell us a little bit about the plot of bacchano
2: we already (laughs) did that part
3: (laughs) no let's let's go again again no (laughs) Okay, we, we gotta to redo again. it, huh? We gotta redo it. We
0: gotta have like we're doing one shot, okay? One shot, here we
3: go. <laughs> one shot, okay. That that was you know <gasps> no, we got button up, up a little bit. No, I'm
0: done for tonight. My brain is out. My mom, my me <laughs> I can't, throat I can't
3: rehash this story a
0: second time.